Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So thanks for tuning in this episode. You are just joining us from last week or just catching up somewhere down the line in the future, binge watching or binge listening to this multiple Grammy award-winning podcast, right? We've won how many Grammys now? I can't even count. Uh, man, 17, 18? I mean, I can't count above two, which makes playing Pathfinder difficult, but it does mean that we have an uncountable number of fake awards. Like the number of celebrities we've had to, to reject for a guest appearance George on this Finney show. George Clooney was so needy. Yeah. yeah. It's, getting, it's getting sad, to yeah, be it's, honest. It's difficult. George, like, your career is done. Let it go. Whoa. Whoa. That's <laughs> too <laughs> far. Yeah. Well, now we're going to have to reset the whole episode. <laughs> you know, he could have been a fan up until this point. Yeah. You've now, George, I love you. His agent is like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to talk, though, about how you're all set up in this little really architecturally beautiful chapel. And you've got uh, a couple of people kind of coming in. It was a little fun to end on that cliffhanger. There's that sense of dread. And I wanted to talk about your favorite sense of dread Ooh. from like personally. Oh. I mean, if, if you want to use personal, I was going to try to keep it lighter and make Sunday it... night before having to go back to a day of sixth grade. Oh, God, that's oh, very man. specific. Oh, yeah, that the sounds... most dread I've ever felt in my life. That just I was, brought me back to a very specific thing that I can answer. I was going to say like films and TV, like something fun, <laughs> no, like a no, horror movie. No, okay, we're going personal now. sense of dread. Okay, well, what else we got for personal sense of I, dread? I worked for about six months for uh, uh, a certain uh, company that delivers packages and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, Who could it be? There's one or two <laughs> options. <laughs> there. Maybe three. Did you wear a lot of brown? No. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, man, I would go in at like 10 o'clock at night and I would work through the night. And I would, on the way to um, to work, I would listen to the same sports talk, which was just this terrible, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like out of Vegas. It was these two really terrible guys, but. One guy's like to... known as the animal or something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was exactly <laughs> like that. And. After I quit that job, if I was ever driving on that road with that, with that uh, radio show on, I would get this terrible, like, anxious feeling that I was oh. going back to this job that I hated. <laughs> so there's my sense of dread. Well, this is really Very helping bad. to set the mood for this night's. Uh, I mean, we have a combat map in front of us, so clearly yeah. it's a social encounter. Yeah. I'm going to use that yeah. joke every episode. And this is a. Uh, less scary than that feeling so well that's good i this this should be a game this is supposed to be at least a little bit of escapism and hopefully you have more agency <laughs> in this game than in being whatever economic situation left you <laughs> working a midnight package job i'll i'll, I'll was, go with one it was all freight over 100 pounds too so it was like oh, oh it was a lot of work oh, yeah. that does not sound pleasant yeah. uh i was like going to some um when i was in high school i think i was going to some like choir thing and my dad drove me and uh, we're like waiting outside of it because we got there early and he like he's just kind of quiet for a while. And then he eventually goes, so your mom wants me to have the sex talk with you. Oh. Like, I would say in that moment was probably like, I don't want to be in my body right now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, That'll geez. do it. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Other than the existential dread of like people listening to us play a game right right that one's pretty bad outside of that yeah you can just pick that if you want i've never felt and i don't want to go here but in the last election cycle is the most dreadful i have ever felt as a grown human i I hate bringing politics Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. but like from late november to mid-december yeah like just hated turning on the TV because what I was going to see. And, and like, throwing in a little dash of, ooh, there's like a deadly virus yeah, rampaging right, around. Right. <laughs> the pandemic was starting. So like that period of time, I think was the most like dread I've ever felt as a grown up. Those mm-hmm. two weeks between like election day and the the winner actually being announced was like the worst. It was at least three years long. Those yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was it was bigger on the inside. Yeah. But it's time. <laughs> I maintain Sunday nights before going to sixth grade. <laughs> The what? worst. Why sixth grade specifically? A horrible year. 
Uh, horrible okay. time to be me. Oh. I had to take wood chop, which I did not oh, like. That's awful. <laughs> I, uh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. What are you talking about? Being 12 years old is just a nightmare, yeah, period. That's true. That's uh, I, I had no idea how old sixth grade was, so thank you. Yes, no, sixth grade. Because also, I went to like a very like small, nurturing, like wonderful elementary school, and then it was just like real world, suck it up, kids, like get to class in sixth grade. That was pretty bad. And I just like, I did not like middle school across the board. And so it was like, and I still get like Sunday night scaries, like from being in school. It's yeah. But it's just like, it's just this sense of like impending doom on a Sunday night where it's like, I, or kind of like, I get it generally end of August anyway, where it's like, oh, I'm going back to school. Yeah. (laughs) Kids at that age are just really mean. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first day of sixth grade, actually, I was like really excited because my mom had like given me this juice on my way to school. It was like a bottle of juice. And I was like, yes, got this juice. And I went and I like set it down on a table and I turned around for like two seconds and this other kid drank the entire bottle of juice. And I was like, fuck sixth grade. That was, that was Sebastian, <laughs> wasn't it? I didn't know him at the time, but <laughs> sounds like something he would do. Hearing that story makes me Sorry, so Sebastian. sad. It was really sad. I just, I, really, I, really I now want to just make sure you have juice every day. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Real life dread for me. That's like radio arable. Uh, <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. What can we tell? Right. What can we Cause say? there's some things which is like, well, in the other week, my therapist and I were talking about <laughs> it. Let's just like, cut, the mic, cut the mic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I remember uh, I started college kind of young because I did like my GED thing and I was taking night classes one town over living up in the mountains in Colorado. And I was like, so I think it was like 17 or 18, probably 18 because I'd been going to school for a little bit. And I remember I had this like 1990 Ford Ranger, which for anyone who knows it, it's like a truck shaped car. It's was not it a red? truck. Uh, no, it was like baby blue. Ooh. And uh, I just remember it was up in the mountains in Colorado and it was like a, a 35, 40 minute drive. And on the nights that it would snow, hmm. I just remember it, they'd like, it'd be windy and snowing and having to like tack into the wind, drive into mm-hmm. the wind to stay driving straight while the whole back of the truck's so light that like you'd have to like pack snow or just like throw bags of cat litter yeah. in the back to keep the tires down. So just like putting it in third gear and driving the normally, like driving at half speed. Yeah an hour home in this dinky old truck that like the heating barely worked. So I bundled up with like gloves and a hat and a winter jacket and my little truck cab trying to get home from night class so I can wake up and go work my morning shift at the pool the next morning. Driving at night in the snow in the mountains is so scary. Yeah, really yeah that is. is scary. And like a deer is just going to jump out in front of you and be like, yeah. sup, I'm a deer. And mm-hmm. you're like, don't please. And then you fall off the mountain <laughs> and, yeah. and die in a fiery crash <laughs> well, this wasn't like i wasn't on the side of the mountain the just drive. yeah, yeah no, no, no. It it's like a choose matter. your own adventure <laughs> drive home will, or die in a fiery crash the deer will hit you so hard you will fall <laughs> off the mountain somehow right, the so, deer is like super jacked and like pushes the car off the mountain so i just remember sitting in class though and like looking out the window and seeing the snow coming down and just thinking like oh because it was always a night class so they're like two or three hours and you're just like oh that's that's gonna suck uh, so that, yeah. that's, that's, that's my sense of dread, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's time for us to talk about a sense of dread here in this <laughs> Farazdan chapel. You want to hear another sense of dread? Oh, Playing God. a 16th level character. It's dreadful. Every time we sit down to record it's like, so how do you feel about all of your characters, seven pages of abilities and skill feats? I hope they don't die because mm-hmm. then I have to memorize one a of my backups. So I like to call it playing on hard mode. Character death, hopefully you love your characters, but even if you don't, it'd be like, yeah, you're going to make a whole new character. <laughs> and I'm going to time you. We're going to record it and put it on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in this abandoned chapel and you saw two masked and shrouded pilgrims walking towards you, wrapped in webbed shawls, carrying several spider-like tokens bearing these heavy staves. And Fox, who'd been watching the door, because it seems to be a, a, a tactical issue for you as a group, <laughs> yes. had said that something's going on. So Drosharish ran over there to get a look, rolled a little society check, and kind of had this moment of like, yeah, spiders aren't phrasma symbols. They're also not Grey Gardener symbols. And so you all decide, fuck it, we're going to hide. 
So now normally this would be a group check. Everyone would roll and we'd look at the lowest. But I have a feat called Quiet Allies. Um, and it's because I am expert level in stealth. And so I'm skilled at moving with a group. And when I am avoiding notice, me and my allies can follow the expert. And you and those allies can roll a, a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. Um, it does not apply for initiative rolls. And for those of you who are kind of wondering, like, hey, that seems weird. You're rolling the lowest anyway. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And it, if you run the numbers on stats, the truth is that the more people making checks, even if most of them have high numbers, is the greater chance that one of them rolls like a one or a critical failure and lowers it for the group. So statistically, it is better to have the worst person roll once than to have everyone roll and take the lowest. Just math stuff. Um, so let's, let's go around. What's everyone's stealth bonus? Uh, Jane. Also, what is Valentine's training in stealth? Because I'm going to guess you're the highest. Yes, yeah, so I'm an expert in, or no, I'm master I, in stealth. That's what I was going to say. I, I um, bet you're higher than an expert. I'm legendary. Oh, you're legendary? Ooh, legendary Are you stealth not legendary in stealth, Jane? No, I'm a master in stealth. Well, I don't know who Jane is. Sorry, is Val? Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's not a master in stealth. I met Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Jane is certainly not a master in stealth. I'm always like, I am the one at a restaurant. Someone's like, oh, that person over there in the corner. I'm like, who? That person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have a plus 27 master stealther. Uh, Jason, do you I'm have a legendary, but I have a plus 27. Do you have oh, quiet wow, allies? No, I don't. Okay, so you will have to follow Jane's lead to yep. get this benefit. Fox, what do you got? I'm master as well. And plus 26. Well, I, I took a completely different tack than everybody else I see. Uh... Watson is untrained. Oh, oh no! He has a plus four. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like so gonna see us. I he's not a stealthy person. Who, he's an old man, you know. Who has patches? I have a patch. Uh, I'm a fan of letting this I have play a hero out. point, so I feel like I have one. I have one too, but I think it automatically gives you one. I started deleting mine. Uh -oh. Let's just I see didn't. what goes down, shall we? So. Here's the deal. This is a rule that I'm really only aware of because of my Pathfinder rules clerk. Shout out to Rory. And so, Trent, you're going to get to follow the expert, which in this case is going, to, is going to be Val. So Val's only a master in stealth, but what this means is that because you're following someone whose expert proficiency are higher, you will get to apply your character level as a bonus to your stealth check. Oh, and okay. additionally, because Val is a master, you'll be able to apply your normal stealth bonus, which I believe is a plus four right now. Yes. Oh. Plus your level. 16, so 20. Plus an additional plus three because Val is a master. Awesome. Now, if you were following uh, Drosharis's expertise as a legendary, it'd be, it'd be plus four, but Drosharis doesn't have the feat that lets the whole group only have one person test. I mean, a plus 23 is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's that's substantially awesome. better than a plus four. Absolutely. So, I think numerically it's better than a plus four. So Val is mm -hmm. like, Watson, get over there. <laughs> and yeah, they, so like the way they explain it in the rules is essentially like they're following your lead. You're sort of instructing them what to do. They're benefiting from your expertise. Somebody just places a lampshade like on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Stay you and still. I are just like either side of the door. Well, I'm going to, I was going to ask, is there like any kind of ledge or something nope. nearby? I kind of want to, can I hide in that corner? Yeah, go to the like, east. I want to be, yes, exactly. So Can so, I hop that easily? Uh, those are just walls. Those are sort of like stall walls, so you can get Great. in there a piece of cake. Perfect. Yeah. And so for the listeners, we've got sort of like a, a 30 foot, like 30 foot by 30 foot sort of what used to be maybe, maybe like a worship hall. And there's a couple of like remnants of little wooden walls, almost like cubicle sort of yeah. walls, but taller to create little secondary spaces around the edges. And so... Watson's on one on the western side where there's like a bedroll set up and Fox. Fox is over on the eastern side where there looks, it almost looks like phone booths. I think lady. if Val has time, she'll actually run next to Watson to hide. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, do we have time to move around here? Um, you have like, you can get into a position essentially. Where does, uh, where do you want Drosharis to move to? Oh, so I'm pulling my weapon. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have my sword out. Um, I guess I'll go back. Next to box. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of off to the side. Next, yeah, like a stall in between us almost. Yeah, okay. Like that. So now here's something I like a lot about stealth checks. 
you're not going to know how good or bad it is. And Trent, what's oh, your right. bonus? I'm going to roll it. So this would now be 23. All right. Your choice here, London dice, Headlopper dice, or Jason's Kid dice? Uh, Jason's Kid dice, duh. Duh. All right, here we go. Let's go, kids. Plus so 23. It's his fault if it's bad. Their fault. Their fault. <clears throat> 23, you said? Okay. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Right now, they're like... <laughs> Are we grounded or not? <laughs> so, these two figures come walking towards the chapel and they walk in and look around these two sort of pilgrims they look around they look over they see all of you they just sort of like their eyes track the sides <laughs> they do they see all of you they see all of you yeah and uh, we're all just like frozen like uh <laughs> no one can see Hello. us. Hello. Hello. A dramatic reveal. And they sort of like, their body language shifts to the side. They like grab their staves and they look around. I'm and sorry. You, are you serious? They see all of us yeah, automatically? because yeah, it's a group check. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Uh, they, don't, they don't say anything right out the gate. Um, what they do is they, they speak to each other in a language I'm pretty sure none of you speak. Requiem. No. Yeah. Mm. Nope. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Uh, and they sort of mutter, mutter, look around, and their body language changes. And let's let's just you know, I'll make it simple. Let's roll for initiative. Oh. <laughs> but here's the deal: uh, you all get to roll stealth for initiative because if we you want are hiding. to, no, you have to. You are all hiding. You are rolling Shit. stealth for initiative. Yeah, that's a bad deal for you. <laughs> I mean, not really. It's okay for the healer to go last. I think that's fair. All right. Oh. Oh. Natural 20. Oh. So what's that total for you? Natural one. Oh. <laughs> Val, like, jumps out and knocks Watson over. <laughs> so what's that total for you, Val? Uh, 47. Holy shit. So, you know, here's the cool thing. The way stealth for initiative works in second edition is that if you, if your stealth initiative is higher than their perception DC until you reveal yourself. So as long as you take actions that are about like moving while hidden and keep in mind, I think you have quick stealth so you can move at full speed while taking like a panel hidden stealth check or something. You uh, you can stay hidden. So basically they don't see, they know that you're there, but they don't know exactly where you are. So your question earlier of like, they seriously see all of us. They get that there's enemies in here. They just don't know exactly where you all are because they're hidden. So you're at 47. Who else wants a shout out and initiative for me? 34. 34 for Fox. That's that's still pretty good. Not terrible. 35. 35 for Drosharis. Okay. Watson, what are you racking? How about a five? A self-initiative five. 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 Gentleman's Damn. five. What makes it gentlemanly? Um, it's it's very small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Yep. Hey, you rolled yep. a one to get there, I think, is the, the gentlemanly part. Yeah, yeah. So, Val, you're going to get to go first and just sort of like your quick read on their body language is they know that there's trouble, but you don't think they've clocked you. Well. So what you going to do when I'm gonna they come for you? throw away that gift and basically come out in view of them from this little alcove that we're in. Are okay. they So are they outside or are they inside the building? They're now inside the building. They, they've stepped through to the inside of the building. They're at the door. Right at, inside the door, yes. Okay. And, um... Dun, all right. Dun. And now, you, you don't know much of what these things are. Yeah. yeah. Um... Val, I think especially considering that tonight is the night of the party mm -hmm. and we still have some unknowns going into it, is going to draw both her weapons. The That's a part of your initiative thing? Yeah, the knife and the gun. And be like, drop your weapons, take off your masks and tell us who you are. Interesting. Okay, so here is the dealio ski. I'm going to need you... To make a will save. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a diplomacy. Diplomacy. Yeah. Do you want me to roll it or do you? Roll oh, this is open checks. And here's the deal. Cakey. To like really try to convince them that this, so all you say is just once, it's just that you want them to take unmask. off their masks and tell us who you are. Okay. 
This is going to be two actions. So okay. if you already moved, this will be the rest of your turn. That's okay. So this so is. She came out. She check. drew her weapons with her initiative thing and says this to them. All right. And you've got a you've got a patch, right? A hero patch. I do. Because I that... I have pretty good diplomacy. All right. Let's see what happens. Mm, okay. So wait, patch rolls. Do I have to use the second roll, or can I take the better? Uh, if you use a patch, you have to use the second roll. All right, I'm gonna but, do it. But here's the thing: um, you can you can say that your result before you patch. Okay, uh, that's a 28 total. Okay, I'm gonna use the patch. Yeah, that's that's not awesome. All For right. those listening, James silently nods his head at her mm. with judgment. <laughs> oh, like, you better do it. Judgment. Worth it because I rolled a natural 18. Oh, what's that total then? 42. Nice. Oh shit. Way better. Yeah, that's a good patch. You. Yeah. Well, this mm -hmm. episode's going to be a lot faster now. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so you you say that. And I shoot them. And <laughs> then I shoot them both. <laughs> and they both sort of stop, and they, they look at you now that you've revealed yourself. And it sort of comes out in this haunting, like, common tongue. Who are you? And what... Have you done with the old man? Where is Nelibit? Nelibit? Where? It's almost like it's coming out of like, almost between like multiple tongues or teeth. It sounds weird. You can't, they haven't taken their mask off, but they're talking with you. Sure. Okay. So... Falcon. And now it's their turn. Okay. <laughs> I can't even Weird. respond. Sure, you can respond. I was just going to say that, uh, well, yeah, she's just going to be like, you tell us mm -hmm. first. Who are you? We are. And one of it's one of their turns now. They'll use their turn. They're going to say one thing, then they're going to ready an action. Just going to say, we are friends of the Crusader. You are not here to hurt him? Can I, re can I respond? Is it someone can else's turn? Respond? Can anybody respond? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're oh, not here to hurt anyone. <clears throat> and then I kind of step out of the darkness. Then where is the old man? Are you talking about that old man? Yeah, which one are you referring to? That's very confusing. We have many old men. We, we brought our own old man. Hello. <laughs> sort of a B-Y-O-O-M. B-Y-O-O-M. We found a body when we arrived. You did not create the body? No, he, no. He's over here on that's, the bed. Uh, let me tell uh, you about the birds and the bees. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't kill it. He, he's under the sp uh, the spell, I believe. Uh, it's uh, gentle repose over here. Be honest. Did you see us when you came in? We saw the dwarf. Uh -huh. That checks. Val just like <laughs> looks over. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> with the lampshade on his head like <laughs> what do you mean do me this um, building hasn't had electricity for 10 years <laughs> so now might be just a good time to mention that another one of my feats is called discreet inquiry and it's that I can gather information while concealing the true subject of inquiry okay. um, which I would like to use now or just kind of have known so that it's like as we're talking about this I just don't want to make it like blatantly apparent that we are investigating the Grey Gardeners or this party tonight or things like that okay. um, until we know a little bit more about these dudes. We're looking for the man with one eye. We are also. He is our ally. We were sent by the lady. Erasma. Uh, Erasma? Uh, <laughs> you... Worship her as well. College buddy. No. Wrestled uh, <laughs> <laughs> you in uh, high school? Oh, no, 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 not at all. But uh, we, we, we understood that this was a uh, an altar to her. You're wearing strange robes. Okay, I also have a feat called <laughs> Deceptive Worship that I was like, what is this ever going to be useful? And it's you can 
use occultism to impersonate or lie about being a generic That's member awesome. of another faith. That is kind of so cool. I think that yes, yeah, I think that <laughs> Val is going to be like, um, "All hail the mother." <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't stretch the arm out uh, in a 45-degree angle. Yeah. What's up? Uh, so what, what kind of check is that? Uh, it's an occultism. All right. What's the, what's the, you make the check. What do you got? Like, yeah, I love Baraz, but oh. natural 19. Oh, shit. Heck yeah. Uh, for a total 42. So... Uh, we are not the only ones here. Um, Nelibet sometimes rubs others the wrong way. He's blunt and a bit unconventional, but he has friends among our kind. We heard he was in trouble so, here. And what so, what is your kind? About that. Uh, do any of you want to drop a religion check? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Does anybody have good religion? I have pretty good religion. I'll do it. I'm trained, you don't? but that's it. Nope. I'm not right. like a religious healer. Uh, a what's the bonus? This is a recall knowledge, sense. so it's secret. 23. Okay. I'll do one. I got a 20. Okay, so I think you are... Yeah, you're both going to come out of this then. You realize that these are psychopumps. Oh. Whoa. Jared, you want to take that one for our listening audience? I, just I, a, like high no, level? Because I, I know of them, but I don't know like the lore. So Can't they like give me, phase? Give me some lore. This is, this is your, your uh, forte anyways. <laughs> so at a, really, at a really high level, psychopumps are the creatures whose job it is. So if you have like celestials, which are sort of like the... If you look at like the big outsider types, celestials are your like angelic avengers, your angel sort of things. Your fiends are your demons and devils, if you will. Psychopomps are in the middle. They're the the they're those who attend to things are sort of around the act of death. You want to you want to take it, Jason? What do you got for us? Psychopomps are guardians and shepherds of the dead, native to the boneyard, which is the mm. area that Verazmo rules. The vast plain of graves. Oh, I guess I could have kept reading that. The vast plain of graves where mortal souls are judged and sent on to their eternal uh, rewards or damnations. Psychopomps ensure that the dead come to terms with their transition from mortality and are properly sorted into the appropriate afterlife. Hmm. They also protect souls from being preyed upon by supernatural predators. Nearly all psychopomps wear masks, especially when they're likely to be interacting with mortals. Although types, although the types of masks they wear are as varied as the psychopomps themselves. The courts of the courts of the boneyard preside in requiem. Mm-hmm. The language that they were a speaking. Yet mel- mm. Melodic language, slowly spoken slowly with various tonal shifts. Almost chimes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I think we did not want to fight these. Yeah. Because so, they seem like they would mess our day up. Specifically, Fox and Val, you'd recognize these as ones known as Morigna. Um I think that's how it's pronounced, which are known as, like in the psychopomp worlds, they're bounty hunters and investigators. They're yes. hunters who seek out those who thwart death or interfere with the natural flow of souls. They are highly associated with spiders and are considered to be spiders in different forms at times, even including the ability to like climb on walls and change shapes into the appearance of uh, usually spiders. Cool. Though they're hunter spiders who hunt those who mess with death. Yeah, I think as an assassin who actually worships or kind of worshiped a Kachek or whatever, the god mm. of assassins, I think Val would have actually a lot of respect for these creatures. Yeah, because Chekhek's whole thing is that like he is the god that enforces the rules of the gods. Yeah. And so... Well, Farazman more enforces the rule of like nature, but there is some of that similar typing in there. And mm-hmm. you can understand that they are this would mean like Farazma isn't like, oh, we're the god of the dead, let's transition. Farazma's like, oh no, like we violently enforce the Mess around the rules. and find out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, also just like Val is also an investigator and an assassin. And so the two of them take their masks off and their faces are just like weird. You almost can't see them. It's almost like your eyes can't quite focus on their faces. Hmm. And they introduce themselves. I am 
And I know in this is Isaiah. You say that our friend may already be dead here next to you. I, I believe that may be the case, yes. And they just sort of like walk, almost like spiders. It's like a weird scuttling. Like in a, like the moves are sort of, they, they, they trick the eye almost as they walk over. And you'll see them walk over parts of the floor that should collapse, but like the way they're spreading their weight, almost like they're climbing on the wall that is the floor mm. to them. They come over and kneel down. This is, this is not Nelibit. Oh. And mm. I'll go over at Watson and be like, decoy. Ah. Maybe uh, upstairs? I saw evidence that somebody had dragged in a body or something heavy earlier. Perhaps your friend is still around. Perhaps our information may as of now be out of date. We thought that he would be here and that there were mortal forces in league with some kind of Sakels here who intend him arm. What is his business with the Grey Gardeners? The the who? Those who use the final blades to trap souls. We know not of that. We were here to aid Nelibit's crusade against the Sakels. Boy, do we have something to tell you about. Yeah. Oh. What are the Sakels? Anyone want to give me that religion check? A heel of socks? I will. All right, do you roll it or do we roll it? Uh, Twenty. I don't mind this being open. Total. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I was uh, like, oh. I rolled an eighteen. Twenty-four. <laughs> I rolled a natural twenty. Oh, oh wow, so wow. Fox, twenty. So forty. You know quite a bit about this. These are they're they're creatures from the ethereal plane. Okay. Uh, they're dreadful. Their whole thing is that they stoke and live off of the fears of mortals. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Um, they slide into and out of nightmares to torment the living. Yikes. Oh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of. I mean, it seems a logical place for well, them we to should, be. We haven't even looked in this whole place, so I, I'm going to go towards those stairs, that other door that we haven't opened. Uh, we will help you. I, I think our goals might be similar. Isaiah will accompany you, one says. I shall consult my sources as for where we should go next to assist Nelibet in his crusade. Is there some kind of, is like sense mode of a thing? It is. Yeah. It's a yeah. hidden check based off of your perception. Okay, plus 25. I would like to see whether or not I think they're being cool. <laughs> you guys being cool? <laughs> Bro, you will. Uh... Yeah, you're getting a pretty good lead off, read off of them. They're weird. Your take, though, is that they are here and they're very dedicated and focused on finding these sockels. Um Some of their actions do occasionally kind of go against some of the directions of Phrasma and the flow of souls. So it would make sense that a couple of bounty hunters and this Phrasman crusader are here hunting them. Mm. It's also not a big jump for you with your investigator background to probably think that the Grey Gardeners use fear a lot as tools, and they have kind of a long history of disrupting the government and the movement, like, and the, the prosperity of the nation here. And so maybe they either use Sakils or there's some elite, there's some like a, alliance there. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe the whole thing is maybe Sakils are behind the Grey Gardeners. Maybe that's where the power comes from, these ethereal creatures of fear and nightmare. Mm. But it, it doesn't seem out of line to you that the uh, the psychopomps would have that interest. They are oh. uncomfortably weird, though, so you're not 100% sure. Cool. Can I talk to Isaiah? Because he kind of, like, walks back with me. And the, she, she. She. I yeah. want to explain to her, like, I don't necessarily want to do it as a character, but explain to her what the final blades are. Sure. And I what think... we found and just, like, why we're here. I think for mm -hmm. the sake of time. Um, yeah. I think listening to that, she's like fixated by it. Perhaps this is what brought Lelibet here. That sounds. And as you talk, it's sort of think like, I almost like the way they did it a little bit with like the voices in Lord of the Rings when Frodo put the ring on. Like it's it's coming to you in a weird okay. way. You're not sure how much of it's just your own freaked out by it or how much it actually is the way they talk. But she's. This is not good. 
This might have been why Elibit was here, or if not, it is something we should be aware of. That cannot stand. Also, if you don't mind, how many eyes does Nelibet have? He has one. He lost the other years ago. In service of the Lady of Graves. The Grey Gardeners believe that we are in league with a one-eyed man who we do not know and we assume now it is Nelibet. Hmm. Well... Perhaps you are allies of him of sort if you are here in opposition to these blades. Not really, I don't have friends. Oh, well. It's a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Also, kind of jumping back, uh, Jane, you said Val did loot that little secret compartment she found last episode. Do you want to know what you found in there? Yeah. Do we have a second? Yeah. Heroin paraphernalia. That's what it was. (laughs) I think I told you you found a headband and a wrapped up piece of parchment. Yes. Um, So... I'll give you a little shortcut. One's a magical scroll. The other's a magical item, though. Does someone want to give me a check with your choice of occult, arcane, divine, or nature? Arcana. Yeah, I think Val might like reach over to Watson and Fox and be like, can either of you figure out what this is? And you should be able to check that out a little bit. Who wants to let me know that was result? a 35 in occult do? Uh, a 35 in occult is actually not enough. Yeah. How about a 39 in nature? That's going to do it for you. So you're able to recognize this as a very special kind of item, Trent. This is something it's typed as an apex item. And uh, it's a little bit of a throwback. This is a headband of inspired wisdom. And for people who played older Pathfinder, it was pretty common to have items that increase your ability scores. Uh, But in second edition, they're extremely rare and only exist at the absolute end game of campaigns. Mm. Isn't wisdom your your John? It just so happens to be one of my two main areas, yes. (laughs) Is John Jam? Is John Jam? (laughs) It's one of the things about like having family who grew up in like Jersey near Philly. It's just like some of the lingo out there. It's like, I, I had a whole moment where Jane was at the grocery store. I was like, oh, can you pick me up a tasty cake? She's like, do you mean like a hostess cupcake? We're like, eh, it is a brand specific thing, but yeah, that's basically what it's I meant. I'm sorry. Cake. What is a tasty cake? That's a thing. It's like a, oh, it's so good. It's like saying Kleenex kind of deal. It's like, we know that you it's want. the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like we know you want something to blow your nose with, whether it's the <laughs> Kleenex brand or not. You bring it to me and I'm like, uh, this is not this a Kleenex. Is not a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this away. Garbage. Get In this, this economy, you want In the Kleenex? In this economy. <laughs> So here's the deal, Trent. Let's talk a little bit about this fucking 15,000 gold value headband of inspired wisdom. Do you really need it? Sell it, man. I think I might put it on. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a simple cloth headband, and it remains pristine and clean at all times, no matter the circumstances. When you invest the headband, you either increase your wisdom score by two to eight, uh, or to 18, whichever would be a higher score. Trent's face right now is priceless. Uh, (laughs) I mean, two would be higher. Yeah. But holy crap. What does that put your wisdom at plus two? 23. What? (laughs) So... Plus six, I think. Is it? Uh, or is that see, enough to go to plus six? 21, Eight. 22 would be plus five. So. I'm at 21 yeah, so for plus, plus five. Six. So they put you at a plus six. Yeah. That's insane. Bro. That will matter a lot. It, it will, but Trent, it's. But wait, there's, there's more. more. Once per day with an envision action, when you are considering a course of action, you get a gut feeling about whether it's a good idea. You gain the effects of an augury spell. Nice. Except Amazing. that you receive the result from your own instincts rather than an external source. So once a day. Interesting. Yeah. Sweet. And fucking wait. There's <gasps> more. more? That's, that's already going to be hilarious to uh, play around <laughs> Hold with. Hold up. A plus what? Uh... You said a plus 23? It adds two to your score. Yes, so 23. 23. Yeah, plus six. And you also gain a new reaction you can use once per hour. Trigger, you fail a saving throw against an effect that makes you confused, fascinated, or stupefied. Effect, the headband of inspired wisdom clears your mind. You can re-roll the saving throw and use the better results. Oh, wow. So once an hour, saving throws against confused, fascinated, or stupefied. And this is called what again? 
Headband of Inspired Wisdom. It's from the core rulebook. The second thing is uh, it's a scroll of the spell Moment of Renewal, which I think you know, Trent. Yeah. I think you've used it on the podcast even. Yep. It's like the Omega-13 device. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I think like it's like a the, B12 shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, if I remember right, it's basically like in a moment you get to count as having a full night's rest for recovering hip oh, points. I believe that's yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. You don't get like spells back from it, but you get a full night's rest for the purposes of like checks against like healing and things like that. Cool. So it's, it's a nice healing option. Um, so you find those two fucking things, which is non-trivial. Um, Watson is like, do you mind if I put this on? I, re- I think this would help me a lot, you know, uh, Val- uh, trying to do things and, and, um, Val stabs Watson in the throat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, no, Val will say like, sure, it's of no use to me. And holds his little wisps of hair back. <laughs> and I'll, I think she'll give it to him and she'll say, maybe this will make up for the dagger. I'm, Actually, he he will narrator. go it back didn't. to his... <laughs> <laughs> it did not. He'll, he'll pick out his pack. He will hand you the cloth. It'll say, yes, but uh, you you cannot use that to harm someone ever again. She like takes it under her breath. She's like, then what good is the dagger? <laughs> you can cut apples. There you go. Yeah, it's an apple. It's an apple. A <laughs> uh, quick note. Just keep in mind your high enough level where you got to keep in mind invested items. You can only have 10 invested items at a time. Apex items are invested items. And you can only benefit from one apex item at a time. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, I think you, I can't remember how investing works. If it's done like at the beginning or end of a rest or you just need like an hour to chill out with it. So someone wants to look that up while we continue playing some shit. So, Drosharis, you're going to check out the northeast corner, the remaining of the two turrets. Mm-hmm. You're going to crack that door open. And you see two sets of staircases, um, one winding up, the other winding down. It looks like into some sort of basement. Uh, what are your thoughts, bro? What's going on here? Hmm. You mean Drow? Guess, no, no, bro. <laughs> he no, is bro. back in the like when he came out of the shadows and realized that they weren't fighting. Mm-hmm. He was hunched over. Old man mode. Old man mode. Sure. Um, what do you think up or down? Look at Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Isaiah. I care not. We'll have to check both. Down it is. I will say, be careful. Isaiah was nothing if not cautious. Who is Isaiah? Oh, sorry. This is Isaiah. <laughs> uh, Nelibet was nothing if not cautious. Fair enough. All right. I'm gonna check for traps as often as you'll let me. Okay. <coughs> what's, uh, what's your check for tra- what's your check for trap bone? Yes. Uh, to be perception, right? Twenty four. Yeah, perception. Twenty four. Okay. Sure. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No traps. Okay. <laughs> so you, you go downstairs. Which foot do you lead with? Well, I've always been stronger on my left, so I'll go with the right in case I lose it. <laughs> always I really hate these right secret foot. checks. Yeah. They're so stressful. I, I also yell out, I'm going downstairs now. We're bringing your <laughs> friends. No danger coming for me. <laughs> Apparently so there's no traps. Normal human man, Jackie Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> so you step into the room, and right as you step into the landing between the stairs going up and down, a symbol flares up beneath your feet. A spiral comet flares to life, and a burst of energy just rolls out violently back, affecting everyone within 30 feet. Okay. Which, Yikes. for the record, is the size of the building. Yeah. So it's it's going to be everyone. So you know what, you know what it's time for? <sighs> it's time for some jerks! Okay. So here's the deal. Because you didn't see this trap, I'm going to need some uh, some will-saving throws from everyone, will including save. our two friends who are hanging out with you. And it's not looking good. I feel good about that one. Ooh. These people aren't feeling good about this. It's a will-save? It's a will-save. Oh yeah, that's that's bad, man. 
I rolled really bad. This is gonna be bad for Why you. Why is it not a reflex save? Because you don't dodge it. This this force rolls out and hits you. Mm. And as it does, the energy is going to uh oh wow. Yeah, that's that's not uh As the wave rushes out, it you see the psychopomp standing next to you, Drow. It hits them, and they just sort of scream in pain and flicker, and you see them just get sucked out of reality, thrown oh, into a what? different plane yes. of existence. Oh, oh my god! And it's the farther back ones, and then they sort of and they scream in this like spider scuttle sound as they sort of flicker and are sucked. And for a second, you swear you can just smell death. Mm as they're sucked oh. to a different plane. Oh, <laughs> Both of them? Both of them failed. Oh my god. Dang. And well. took uh, damage and were sent to a random location in the boneyard. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> so let's talk about some will saves for those of you. Oh, uh, let's start with you, Drell. What'd you got for a will save, buddy? 43. So you're going to succeed and, uh, ooh. Yeah. What level are you? Oh, oh you're 16, 16 still? So that it means that this higher than level than you incapacitation effect gets full effect. Do you have resolve? Oh, oh, because he's a fighter. He might have resolve. That counts no. uh, will saves as successes as critical successes. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. Nope. Dang. Okay. I'm going to pull up a, di- a multiple dice roller here for all the damage I'm going to need to roll against you. So you succeeded. So you're going to take half damage. Okay. And you are on your... You're not an outsider, are you? No. Okay, so you're, you're not going to get shunted to a different plane of existence. Okay. <laughs> which is which is what was going to happen. Uh, Bummer. Jared, what about Fox? What did Fox get? 37. Oh! Not only is that a failure in four damage, in full damage, you're going to be stupefied for <sighs> a minute. Although oh, you're Jason, so are you. Out of I know, I was like, oh no. Uh, what did Watson get? Watson got a 41. Okay, that's going to be a success. He has resolve, so it's a crit success. So nothing happens to you. You suck. What's going on? You suck. (laughs) Where am I? What is it, the condition you said that I have? Stupefied. Okay. Which, ironically, this headband would allow (laughs) you to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and to invest is just, you have to use a manipulate action. That's it. And oh, okay. if it was like armor, it would be like however long it takes you to don armor. But okay. for that, yeah, okay. it's like. It's not like a 24 hour period of waiting or something. No, no. Uh, Jane, what'd you get? Uh, Val got a 42 and also has resolve. So you crit succeed as well. Mm-hmm. So, Woo-hoo-hoo. wow, that's, that's going to be really good. So, oh God, that's a lot of damage. So, uh, Jared Fox failed, right? Is that, is that what I heard? According to you, yes. <laughs> so, if you ask James, fuck. So you're going to take 86 points of damage. Ooh. Yikes. Uh, Drosharis will take 43 points of damage. Okay. Um, and both of you are stupefied for a minute. Determination. I sure. shrug off um, a condition oh. once per day. It, it, it's also a minute. Um there's no like combat isn't starting just for the record you just okay. hit a trap if yeah if there's no combat then where i'm gonna have to keep fighting i'll just leave it then yeah so uh, it's 40 points 43 points and, and is it any kind of special energy that did that damage yes oh that's right so uh energy wise i've got a note here that fox still has that energy resistance oh yeah I do. it's uh it's mental damage which i don't know if is was included in that spell i think I it's just think so. types of energy which mental isn't right uh, for those of you who are curious, the stupefied condition is a status penalty equal to the value, which in this case is just one, on all checks and DCs that are derived from intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. That includes will saves, basically all spell attack rolls. Um, and if you try to cast a spell while stupefied, it's a DC 5 plus the value of the spell flat check. It's very difficult to cast mm. spells while stupefied. Fortunately for you, though, uh, nothing else happens other than it shunting both of the psycho pumps away. So, uh, that rolls out from the room. What does anyone say or do? Shit. (laughs) Well, that, uh, our friends seem to have disappeared. Would I know just from the knowledge roll earlier, like what happened to them because they're outsiders? Um, give me a, what's your occultism bonus? 23. 
Uh, no, you've got no idea. It's so overwhelming to you in that second. You kind of, you're not sure if it's the ability they have or something else. Um, would would either of you like any healing? Yes, please. Ah. Yeah. Shar says, like, you can see that he's like visibly upset at what just happened, and he kind of like pushes himself up on his staff or his uh, what's that thing called? A cane. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going downstairs now. And starts walking downstairs. Are you getting healed first? No. Oh, okay. So you start working your way. Unless you want to follow me and make me, but I'm like pissed now. I missed the DC of the medicine check. Okay. Critically or no. just... Well, uh, no. Okay, so he just doesn't work. Okay. Um, Try and self-heal in the meantime. Yeah. Okay, sure. At the 30 DC. Sure. Yeah, that would have been what for I should both do of them. I'm walking down the stairs, I'm going to like patch myself up. Do you have... I have medicine. Alright, so go ahead and do that while you're walking. Okay. It's ten minutes, so you would have to stop, because the stairs take less than ten minutes to traverse. Okay. I've, like, put myself together before I step down. Okay, right. so you take ten minutes, make a check for yourself, but you're proud enough where you don't want Watson to help no, with what I, I'm hearing. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm something, embarrassed. something went wrong. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Not so wise now, headband <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I haven't healed in a while. What's the, so it's it's just your medicine. Yep. All right. The the two you patch back up. Are you mostly at full or recovered a little bit? Yeah, I'm down forty, but we're yeah. okay. And how's Dro doing? I'm down twenty eight. Okay, so you try to take ten minutes, patch yourself up, Drosharis, you walk down the stairs. Jane, uh, what's your jam? What's what's Val doing while this is going on? I think Val's just kind of proceeding forward also behind Drew. Uh, going downstairs with the Drew? Yeah, but keeping an eye out for sure for other traps. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I'll kind of note that both of you are checking out traps. So you work your way down and you find a basement. Rough hewn walls, moldering remains of furniture kind of pushed all to the side uh, against the western wall. The, the basement's much smaller than the abandoned shrine above. I'm talking like maybe 25 feet across. Um, maybe maybe you're getting closer to that. It's 30 feet up and down, but, you know, a little bit narrower in the bottom. The stairs only seem to lean down, fortunately for you, from the, the spire that's still intact. You don't see, like, a mirroring one on the other side. You walk down the steps, and you find yourself in this basement with the aforementioned rough-hewn walls. And... You kind of step into it. Uh, do either of you have dark vision? Yes. You got, do not. So do you, have a, do you have a torch or a light or something you're using, Val? Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got... A, at your level... <laughs> iPhone very, flashlight. I'm sure you have like an ever-burning torch. They're, yeah. they're pretty ubiquitous. So you've got that out. There's a light coming down. So as you step into the room with the light flickering, Drosharis, you first will see chained to the southern wall of this room. You're coming in from the northern corner. Chained to the southern wall is this inhuman creature. Pale, white skin, almost like a halo of bone and flesh, but like vertical halo. Think like old medieval depictions of halos erupting from its head, dressed in a wide gown of thorny red flowers. Hands above there, her, head chained to the wall and all across the floor of the room you see spiky thorns like the size of a few knuckles from your hand just spread across the room Val and Drew just look at each other and then go back up the stairs (laughs) (laughs) sees you (sighs) finally there's someone here to help me Got a little illustration for you. This is what you see. Uh, we'll describe uh, that for our listeners. I don't like that. <sighs> uh, it's like this. Looks like an I Am Legend zombie yeah. monster witch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if Angelina Jolie played her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So get your best Angelina Jolie voice going. <laughs> I, I don't have an Angelina Jolie voice. Would you accept Mark Wahlberg? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing it. I'm going to point with my cane 
Why are you chained to the wall? You know why I'm here, don't you? Were you not sent by the old man? What old man? You. Well, at least you're not him. Oh. What's you that guy's know. name? Nelibet? Do you mean Nelibet? Are you not here to help him? Are you here to help me? I'm actually not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, have to get back to you on that one. Please. This is such a painful place to be. I've been chained here for so long. Are we there? Or the uh, up to you the other two. two was there? They've been down for a few for seconds. You. I'm still well, on door watch. When I find when I find this creature chained to the wall, but I'm not absolutely I'm absolutely not letting this person out. Oh. No, for sure not. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually want to use this. Um, is it augury? Yeah, you want to look that up for me? Val definitely has reservations about telling Watson to come down you. here because I feel like he's going to be like, oh, let me help you. Hello. <laughs> oh, you seem to be in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> Does Watson come down, though? Do not let her out. Yeah, he, oh, he definitely comes down. Like, are you? Oh, my name is Watson Himmelgear. Who are you? I am Miss Whisper in the Seven. Shadows. Miss Whisper in the Seven Shadows. Now that is a strange name, I have to say. Sounds I, fine. Where where do you come from, Miss Whisper in the Seven Shadows? Oh, I was brought here by the man with one eye, Nellabit. He thinks I've done something wrong. Can I do a religion check on that name? Or uh, a occult, or no, on Miss Whisper of the Seven Shadows. Yeah, just want to Or do like, like what society, occult, religion. Yeah, I mean, like in general, if you just want to do a religion check on her, that's that's fine. Uh, what's that bonus? I'll do it as a secret check for you. Oh, okay, it's a twenty-three. Twenty-three is the bonus. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, here's the deal. Um, this is a fiend. What? This is specifically a sack hill. Oh! A type of sack hill called a uh. pecalchi. Can I speak okay. to it in abysmal? Uh, it does. <laughs> abyssal? It abyssal. Does, it does speak. Abyssal. Yeah. Is your abyssal abysmal? <laughs> I just want to speak to it. Sure. In it's, that language. Yeah. And say something along the lines of, we do not trust you. An uh, abyssal. Yes. She responds. I... I think your mistrust should extend beyond me. How well do you know those who walk with you? In Abyssal, he says, I don't trust anyone. Good. Do you not see the weapons carried by the assassin next to you? Jesus. Hold on. Hold on. Do you speak Abyssal? Yes, I do speak Abyssal. Val is going to shoot her. Oh, fuck. Damn. Val just pulls out the gun and shoots her. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Always, I speak Abyssal, Celestial, Common, Dwarven, Elven, Sylvan, and Undercommon. Shit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm going to say that this person's chained up, so I'm going to give you a crit cool. with your pistol. All right. Oh, my God. Actually, no, you know what? Let's she's going to devise a stratagem against her if she can and then shoot. Okay, so here's the deal. Let's roll. Let's roll initiative. What skill Damn. check do you think applies to initiative in this? I'd allow deception for you to be like calm, calm, then attack. Do you equal the yeah. deception initiative? Deception is good. I think she's gonna roll perception. Uh, let's Fox. Are you genuinely upstairs or are you downstairs? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm, I'm watching the door. <laughs> let's We've roll. Had such bad luck with these doors. Let's roll some freaking <laughs> initiative. <laughs> Didn't think this was gonna fucking happen, but okay. No I think it's I'm not about to ha- let them. this lady convince Drosharis to kill me. <laughs> no one knows that you speak abyssal either. Like, yeah. you you would totally would have assumed that you were just talking to her one on one. Okay, Val, what's your deception come out to? 
for my initiative. deception. Mm-hmm. Do I roll the initiative or do you? Yeah, you, you roll the initiative. Okay. A little suspicious, though. This might make you of Al over here. Terribly suspicious now. 36. Okay, you're going to get to act before her. Um, what do you have, mm-hmm. Dro? For initiative? Yep, just number perception. 35. Okay, you're going to act before her, but after Val and Fox, what'd you get? 36. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a minus 10 for like basically hearing it so far away. So be a 26. 26. Watson, what do you got for <laughs> perception-based initiative? Uh, 45. So Watson, the f- you will see first Val's body language because it's with a deception. You'll see, you're the only one who catches her body language change. From like observing <laughs> to you ever watch uh, like any sort of competitive like fight, whether it's martial arts or like Olympic fencing or anything like that? Sure. Y- or like I. Well, and Watson has known Val sure. since she was a child, so yeah. he probably is the only one who could tell something's different. So you notice that like subtle shift in weight, in which you're like, "Oh, she's about to do something." Um, your Val's ten feet away. Uh, not quite, because you're at, you're at the north end. So you, Val's about twenty feet away, because you're. It's basically a field of these thorny caltrops, and none of you have walked through it. You're talking to her from across the room, so you're all next to each other, but about twenty-five feet away from the the sack hill. Uh, I don't think he would act. Okay, that's fine. But I, I do think he would. He might say, he might notice her change in stance and and be like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he would actually say anything. Okay, that's fine. So yet, yeah, you want to call that a delay, just so you can take your yeah, turn later. Yeah, I'll delay. What do you do here, Val? Devise a stratagem. Devise a stratagem. Um, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you a. Tw- I'm gonna say that it's a crit against her, basically. Okay. Um, although I think it probably will be. So let's let's follow the rules. You have to roll a d20 before you shoot. Right. Um, and I'll tell you what, just because of the circumstances, roll the d- roll the d20 twice and pick your favorite of the two results. Holy shit! Well, the shit. first one is a natural 19. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be plenty. Is that? Good? Well, let's see if we get a natural 20. Uh, no, that second one is an 11, so we'll go with the natural 19. Okay, so a natural 19, so you're going to devise a stratagem mm-hmm. and turn that into a shot with your pistol. Yeah, pistol, strategic strike. What's the range on your pistol? Uh, I, think you said, I said you were 25 feet. The pistol... Probably like 120, honestly. It's 60. Yeah. Okay. Roll all these dice. So what's the to hit total, then? Oh, um... 19 plus your first bonus. And they're flat flooded because so you used So much math. Uh, 48. Okay, it's a crit. Okay. Amazing. Uh, 70 points of damage. Jesus. <laughs> On the first shot. You're going to. Sh- and can- then there's a. I have another action left. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw the dagger at her. Okay. God. Like, as far as Watson knows, this lady just told you, like, I'm going to eat your children. <laughs> right. yeah. Natural 20. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, that's a card. That's a card. Let me grab the damn cards. It's meant to be? That's ridiculous. You're really good at hitting chained up people. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, target practice. Uh, also, like, the the psychopomps were after this creature, and so Val is like, it's on, as soon as she realizes what it is. Okay. Uh, and are daggers piercing or slashing? I think they can be either. Uh, I think they're piercing generally. Do I click on it and see? It, it? is piercing. Okay. okay. So um, here's the deal then. You're going to do, in addition to all your other critical effects, uh, it's going to take 1d6 persistent bleed. Okay. Cool. So roll your crit damage on your dagger. Okay, all right. Which also would have crit on a natural 19 because your dagger's keen, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. So. 29 points of damage. So, 70 and then 29. Mm-hmm. So, and she's just like, screams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's ha- what's happening right now? Dro Shar is. What you gonna do? As like a last thing, I think that uh, Val will say to Drosharis in Abyssal, this is the monster they were looking for. Drosharis, it's, it's your turn. Drosharis 
just kind of, I like, it's like surveying what just happened in that split second and kind of gives a glance to um, Watson and then looks at you and is like, what do you have to hide? Oh, I have plenty to hide. What was she about (laughs) to tell us? I have sent my fair share of people to Phrasma's boneyard, but this is a monster who feeds on the torment of others. But what do you have to hide that she was going to tell me? (laughs) Val, like, opens up her coat with all kinds of (laughs) knives. I mean, these. When you do that, this huge sword points right at your face. Like, son of a bitch. And she's like, what What do you have to hide? I have nothing. Put your knives away. Put your gun away. I have nothing to hide. Is that your turn? That's my... And then I walk upstairs. <laughs> no, no, let's stop there, because because we're still in combat time. Oh, that's true. This thing's alive. And so right at the end of your turn, reality shimmers <laughs> across the room. And you see <laughs> part of reality slice open, and this thing climbs oh, out of it. Oh, God. It has the face... It's the size of a horse <laughs> with the face <laughs> of a dog... <laughs> The so legs gross. of a crab, the abdomen and back of a double of a like fucking like a squid, but with a shell on it, and it climbs what? out, wraps its maw around the head of Miss Whisper, and just bites her head off. What? Sick. And if you want to find out what happens next, you're gonna have to tune in next week. No. Oh my god! I'm this so is why you don't right now. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.